0: is finished with us yet Um, not even close Uh, I believe he's just getting started and I'm excited to see what he's gonna do because we are called to do more and we are called to reach more as we've been talking about how we believe that God wants to do immeasurably more Um, you know we are called for more as the church and this world and our community needs to know that Jesus wants to do more in and through their lives and his chosen vehicle to do more is the church and so it's exciting that we get to be a part of what God wants to do uh, as we move forward. And I want to start with the verse that we have looked at uh, every single uh, week of this, and we're going to continue to look at it as well because it really encapsulates where God, um, I, I believe the heartbeat of God and also the heartbeat of, of where we feel that this uh, whole thing is going um, And so if you do have your Bibles or the Bible app and uh, you're watching online and you want to follow along, you can certainly find us, Connect Church in Akron, Ohio, if you uh, can jump on the Bible app and follow along with us there. And so I want to start in Ephesians uh, chapter 3, verse 20. It says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, as we just sang, and now we read, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And so are we willing to sacrifice more, as I know we have sacrificed and we continue to sacrifice, but are we willing to sacrifice more to accomplish for the kingdom of God? Because our mission is to connect more people to Christ, community, and purpose. And last week, as I gave you all the details about phase two, uh, about the multi-purpose center and, uh, and the cost um, that is, uh, that it's going to be $1.3 million and, and, but that in all inclusive, and that includes literally everything, 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 uh, about that. Um, and I, I talked about how we're going to get there and and the point and the purpose and the reason for it as well that, that we know, but it's going to be by faith. It's going to be by planning. It's going to be by, by preparation. It's going to be by committing the work to the Lord as we have done. Um, and it's going to take Jesus doing immeasurably more, uh, immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, but it begins with Jesus. It begins with Jesus. It ends with Jesus. It's all about him, and so we start with the premise of it being about Christ and asking him to do immeasurably more, and that drives our hearts and informs our purpose, so we are going to pray. We're going to, to, to dedicate this as a week of prayer. As I mentioned last week, um, and as jill talked about in in the announcements this is going to be a a week of prayer and so today i want to talk about prayer and i want to talk about prayer and purpose because both are interconnected and both are are required if you will and you can't have one without the other if you're looking for purpose you're not going to have that without beginning with prayer and so the first point your purpose will not be clear without prayer your purpose will not be clear without prayer our purpose as a church has, has become clear because of prayer. Our purpose in, in this additional facility for, uh, for our campus extension has become clear to us as, as leaders because of prayer. But um, you know, your purpose, your purpose for you, and, and in terms of what your purpose is, what God is calling you to do, will not be clear without prayer. Your purpose in this life, significant, intentional, passionate prayer, helped bring us here and birth this church for a purpose, and it's going to take more of that as we move forward. It's going to take immeasurably more prayer. And in your life, and what you're doing in your life, and, what, and where you feel God is maybe taking you, what steps you need to take in your life, immeasurably more prayer is going to help you get there, is going to help you find that, is going to help you see that. Because prayer shouldn't just be something that we do. It should be woven into the very fabric of our being. It should be uh, just who we are. As we've seen this verse in 1 Thessalonians uh, many times, it says, rejoice always, pray continually. I love that that is actually just a whole verse. Pray continually. That's like a whole verse. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Pray continually. That means that it's not what we do, it's who we are. That means all the time, right? We don't have to think about it, that it's just part of who we are, it's what we do. Do you know that Jesus, when he was on the cross, he said seven sentences. Three of those were prayers. Three of the seven sentences that Jesus spoke on the cross were prayers. You know, we use a lot of different things to define us in this day and age. There are a lot of different things in terms of who we are, what we do, um, all of that kind of stuff. We use different things. But our identity, a lot of our identity as followers of Jesus needs to be wrapped up in our Heavenly Father, and what better way to do that than to be in a spirit of prayer more often than not. And so to pray continually means to do that. It's it's exactly what it means, to pray continually, because our connection with God is dependent on our communication with Him. That's the next point. Our connection with God is dependent on our communication with Him. If we're not communicating with Him, we're not going to be very connected to him, are we? Our, our purpose and, and what we're supposed to do and where we're supposed to go, that's going to be really hard to find if we're not actually connecting with him. I don't know how many of you actually watched the Super Bowl, but there was a particular play in the Super Bowl that I, that I remember. I don't know how many of you actually would remember this, this play. I don't know why it stuck out to me. but So there was a play where Tom Brady, the, the GOAT, right, greatest of all time, he drops back and he throws a pass. I, I remember this. It went to the left and it landed in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, wow. Now is that because he played at Michigan? Might be. But at the same time, I'm I'm looking at it and I'm going, all right, this guy's the greatest football player of all time. Unquestionable that he's that. Even he had a communication error right there. Even th- there was a problem with the communication, between whether it was him with the wide receiver or the wide receiver didn't listen back or whatever that was, there was a communication issue. Even the great Tom Brady threw a pass into the middle of nowhere, and it had to do with communication error. With- without a doubt, it had to do with that. And if we want to have direction in life and we want that to line up with God... And, God's God, and, and his purpose for us, and we're not communicating with him, then the play is going to go nowhere. If we're not communicating with God, we're going to throw a pass into the middle of nowhere. You see, prayer gives focus, clarity, and direction. In, in football, for those of you um, that, that know, that have play, I haven't played, but I'm assuming this is true, you take one... Um, you know, one huddle off, and you don't talk, and you just say, you know, like you did in backyard football. Everybody just run somewhere, break. Like, <laughs> who knows what that play is going to do, right? You take, you, take one, you take one huddle off, and you don't communicate, you have no idea what's happening. You have no idea what's going on. It only takes one bad pass to mess everything up, one bad play to mess everything up. But prayer, when we're, when we're praying, when we're dedicated to prayer, we, we have focus, we have clarity, we have direction, and we need Those things in this life, in this season that we're all living through, in this time where we're still trying to figure out what it's like to live in, you know, mid to post-pandemic life. Individually, we need direction, but as a church, we also need direction. And we need focus, and we need clarity, and we find that in passionate prayer. You know, Jesus valued prayer. He prayed before big decisions, and one of the biggest decisions that he made we find in Luke chapter 6, verse 12. Don't flip there because I'm just going to tell you about it real quick. But it was when he called his disciples. And it says in that verse that he spent the whole night in prayer. Jesus spent the whole night in prayer. And the next day, he called his disciples and designated 12 to be the apostles out of that. This was a big deal. And he knew, he knew how big of a deal it was. He knew the effect that it would have on his ministry then and forevermore, and it was bathed in passionate prayer before he made it. And the impact that that decision made was, was huge. And you and I would not be here had he just thrown darts or whatever the equivalent was with, of darts was back then. If he just kind of picked whoever he came across, you and I potentially would not be here. He made... He bathed it in prayer and made very specific, focused, clear decisions, going to God the Father. I love these verses in Hebrews chapter 4. It says, so then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings that we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy. We will find grace to help us when we need it most. I love that verse. We have a high priest who understands us. He understands and he sympathizes with us because he was tempted as we are, as it says, yet he did not sin. That blows my mind every time I think about it. That he he faced every temptation, but he did not sin. But we have a high priest who is both omnipotent yet compassionate. He loves us. He he understands us and that we can come boldly to his throne. Think about that for a second. That we can come boldly to the throne of God. Because the enemy wants us to consider Jesus as unapproachable. The enemy, the devil, tries to put things in our mind and tries to put distractions in our path and make us think different things he tries to make us think that, that maybe Jesus is unapproachable, that he doesn't care, or that, you know, oh, this, this prayer request, Jesus doesn't care about that, or this aspect of my life, God doesn't care, and who am I to really go to him? Um, boy, the devil wants us to think of Jesus as powerless to not help and unapproachable, and neither one of those things are true, yet we start to believe that. We start to believe that because we get down on ourselves, and because of the way that we really um, identify ourselves, and and because we're not praying. But we can come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. And I want you to think about what that means for a second. Boldly doesn't mean proudly, doesn't mean arrogant or like God owes us one, because that's that's not what it's saying. Because it's certainly not that. But it means that we can constantly come to Jesus. We can constantly come to the throne of God. That that we can. We can approach God without reservation, without, without worrying about, oh, he's, God's going to think I'm stupid. I, I know we, we think that in, in, in a matter of terms. We can freely come. We don't have to worry about fancy words. I, I, oh, I'm not going to say it right. I can't tell you how many times I've talked with somebody that, that has said something along those lines. I, I'm, I'm just not going to say it right. I don't, I don't know the right way to go about doing this. It's, it's not what it says. It also means that we can come with confidence because we're his children and he loves us. We've been adopted into sonship, as it says. We can come to him with confidence, and we can be persistent. We can be persistent, and we should be persistent. I love to say that there's value in the volume of prayer, and it's, it's so true. Jesus understands us perfectly. Think about that. He understands you perfectly in a way that, that you don't even understand yourself. He loves you perfectly, and he provides for us perfectly. Not always the way that we want, but he does. And so we pray boldly. We pray boldly connecting with him and communicating with him so that we can receive knowledge from him and, and, and focus and clarity and direction because we need that in all that we do. In all that we do, we need that. Look at this verse in Colossians. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a life verse kind of guy. Um, I know some people are like, I have a, a life verse. If, I'm, not, I'm not that, but if I were to pick one, You know, if I had to pick one, it would probably be this. This would be up there, at least on my list. It says, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, in all that you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, and giving thanks to God. There's prayer wrapped in there, and there's purpose and focus wrapped in there. And when your purpose and your focus is on what Jesus wants you to do and wants us to do, then you can't go wrong. Because it's not your purpose, it's his. It's not my purpose, it's his. And that focus on his purpose, that happens through prayer. I I said it over and over again. Prayer is the most underutilized thing that we have. We don't use it enough. And this week we we are going to use immeasurably more prayer that's for sure. And as we move into this next phase together, we need immeasurably more prayer so that we can accomplish the mission with immeasurably more purpose. Immeasurably more purpose. His purpose. It says in that verse in Ephesians, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. That is a purpose statement. That's a purpose statement. And being part of The Connect Church community, that means that you move from from being a passive spectator to an active participant. That means you have purpose. That's what we look at when we we talk about being a a member of Connect Church, is is being an active participant, not just a passive spectator. And it means you have purpose, because we're all in this together. We are all in this together. And as as we are moving forward into this next phase, it's got to be all of us together, because a kingdom community of God that is focused on connecting people to Christ, community, and purpose together can accomplish great things. I love how Craig Groeschel talks about uh, one of their purpose statements, if you will, at Life Church, and I feel like it, it has a lot um, wrapped into our culture as well, where he says this, we will do anything short of sin to reach our community and our world for Jesus. And, and I, I hope that that's part of our, our culture as well. We will do anything short of sin to reach our community, and reach this world for Jesus. Our purpose, it's tied to our prayer life. It is tied to our prayer life, and our prayer life directs our purpose. And with the things that God gives us, the resources that we have, life, the things of, of this life that we get, we, we really have three options of what to do with them. With the resources that God has given us, there's There's really three options. We can do one of three things. We can waste it. We can waste our life. With the things that God gives us, we can waste it. We can spend it. I can spend my life. I can spend my life on things that don't last and on things that aren't going to matter 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 30 minutes from now. A lot of us do that if we're being honest with ourselves. Or, or, we can invest we can invest our life. We can invest our life. See, God's plan for us, I, I think you get where we're going with this, God's plan for us is to invest our life. He wants us to invest our life. And, and prayer is going to guide you into what that looks like. Because people matter the most to God. People matter the most to God, and so people should matter the most to us. And so we pray. So we pray continually for God to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, and we invest in what matters most. When you look at the word invest, invest, if you look at the definition, it really means to devote one's effort, energy, finances, or resources to a particular undertaking with the expectation of a worthwhile result. Answer me this. What result is more worthwhile than changing someone's life for eternity? What result is more worthwhile than that? I can't think of one. That, when I think about more than a, that is what more than a building means to me. That's, that's why it matters. That, that's why this idea matters to God because it's, it's about people. It's about more than a building. It's about lives that are gonna be changed through the Holy Spirit by the power of God. If, if people matter most, and they do to Jesus, people matter most, then that should inform Our purpose, and that begins with prayer because prayer makes an impact in the lives of others. Prayer makes an impact in the lives of others in ways that you can't imagine. If it didn't, then why would Jesus spend an entire chapter in John 17 praying, and half of it is praying for you? If you've not read it before, I would encourage you to do that. The high priestly prayer of Jesus, as it's known in John 17, and he prayed for you and for me And in verse 20, he prayed for those that we may reach with his message. If you read that, he prays for those that we, the church, that we may reach with the message that he has given us. And Jesus always prayed with passion. And he prayed because he knew who it was that he was talking to, and he was guided by purpose from the Father. And it's not something that we should take lightly. And so prayer from the heart, that's what passionate prayer really is. It's, it's prayer from the heart, not just from the head. And when we passionately pray, we are believing that God is who he said he is, and we are trusting him. And when we are trusting God, there's, there's no halfway. We either trust him or we don't. And with where we're going as a church, and when you look at, at, at what we need to, to accomplish to continue the mission that he's called us to accomplish, we we either have to trust him or not. And we're going to find out real soon. But we're going to bathe it in prayer. And we're going to start from a place of prayer because, as I said, trust is not a halfway thing. And so we're going to pray. And so beginning today, I'm designating this a week of prayer. Beginning today. Beginning now, quite frankly. Because there's value in the volume of prayer. And so we are asking him to do more than we can imagine. And we are praying passionately and diligently this week. And so if you are on the prayer team, obviously be a part of this, but this isn't just for the prayer team. This is for all of us. This is for us as a church family to be a part of a week of prayer beginning today through Saturday, ending on Friday and Saturday with 24 hours of prayer, beginning at 6 p.m. on Friday. And you can uh, and, and we'll be praying until 6 p.m. on Saturday. And there are 20-minute slots that you can sign up for on the website right now. Um, as well, during the week, there are going to be uh, email devotionals coming to you in your email box. If you're on our email list, you will get these every day starting tomorrow morning. Uh, it'll, it'll be there at 6 in the morning. So whatever time you get up, hopefully, unless you get up way earlier than that, it'll be there uh, waiting in your email box. Um, for you to begin your day and all of us having that devotional and a prayer focus for the day. At 10 a.m., um, if you're on Facebook, you can jump on Facebook, and our staff, we're going to be praying together uh, at 10 a.m. on Facebook Live uh, every day, Monday through Thursday this week. Uh, we're going to be doing that. I don't, you may know this, you may not. Every day, as a staff, we get together at 10 a.m., and we pray, and we pray for you and we pray for our church, and we pray for our community, and any other things that are on our, on our prayer list. We pray for our prayer list, and our missionaries, and, and all of that stuff. Um, and so we're going to go live on Facebook with, uh, with that prayer time every day this week so that we can come together and pray, and we're going to be united in a, in a daily prayer focus that goes throughout the day. Now, if you don't get email... Um, and you want a copy of these prayer devotionals, we have them printed out, and you can grab one uh, at the orange wall on your way out today. But if you do get email, don't take them so that we've got you know, some left. Those are, it's just for the, the few that, that don't get email. Um, and if you're not on the email list, uh, let us know. Fill out a, uh, Come over to the orange wall and let us know so we can get you on the email list, or you can uh, jump on the website and sign up there as well. Um, and so if you are on our email list, look for those, because we're going to be praying together for a particular topic every single day, going live on Facebook with prayer at 10 a.m., and then during the 24 hours of prayer, we're going to start at 6 p.m. Uh, with a Facebook live prayer session. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be me uh, at, at 6 p.m., and then at uh, 11 a.m. the next day, it's going to be uh, Randy, and then at 6 p.m. the next day, to, or on Saturday, to finish it off, uh, it'll be uh, Mikey um, praying online uh, with whoever wants to join us online during that 24 hours of prayer, and we're going we're gonna to see what God does, and we're going to dedicate this week to asking him for focus and clarity and direction and where he would have us to go as a church family. But I would also suggest that you take that time and pray and ask God to show you what, you what maybe clarity and focus and direction you need in your life from him, not just necessarily for the building, but in your life as well. Boy, dedicating a week of prayer, I promise you, God will do something amazing in your heart and in your life if you do that. But in terms of this week of prayer, it will lead all up to next Sunday, the 28th, which will be our Commitment Sunday, where we are going to spend this week praying and asking God what our part should be in uh, in this next phase of Connect Church, and then we will make our commitments to him that day, and we will have these commitment cards. In fact, you can pick one up on the way out today to bring back with you next week, and we are gonna uh, write down what our commitments are to the Lord to help to pay for this building. and uh, and to help make it happen. And there are two parts on it. The top part you will keep, the bottom part that says, please turn in this part of the card, that's the part you turn in. Um, And so you will cut that. You laugh, but I'm telling you, some of you are going to do it wrong. Happens every time that that you do something like this. Um, And uh, and so this will be the part that you keep. This will be the part you turn in. And next week, we're going to turn these in uh, and we're going to make our commitments to the Lord. And um, again, you can pick one up on the way out. But there are three ways to give, uh, a, one, a one-time sizable gift uh, next week, um, the multi-phased gift, meaning the, the four phases in which how we need to pay for this, and the, and the four phases if you've looked at all the, uh, the paperwork or the website, and then weekly or monthly if you're able to give uh, in, in that regard as well. And so I, I, I would just ask that you pray about what God would have you to do there. And you may notice on these cards there is no place for your name, and that is intentional as well. For those of you that are watching online, there is a digital commitment card that you can fill out next week as well. And also, there is no place for your name on that, on that form um, or your email address. We're not tracking your IP or anything like that. Um, but you can't even write your, like, there's barely any room to write your name on here to begin with. And that's intentional because it's not about that. This is between you and God. This is between you and God. And so we all need to do our part. And it's going to take all of us. It's going to take all of us, church family. It really will, but some of us can do more than others and that's awesome, but it can't be all on them. It can't be all on them. And so we're praying for our first milestone of 350,000 to be met between February 28th and March 31st so that we can get started and, and break ground uh, the, the first part of April, Lord willing. And so that's what we're praying for and we're going to try to bite this off a chunk at a time as opposed to trying to eat the whole elephant at the same time if, you know, $1.35 million is provided to us um, in, in the next couple of weeks, and we can just pay for it all? That would be amazing and awesome. And uh, do, do I think God can do that? You better believe I do. You better believe I do. That, that storage building that was just dropped in our lap? Are you kidding me? Do I believe that God can do it? Absolutely I do. But we're going to be diligent, and we're going to be realistic, and we're going to plan, and we're going to prepare. And we have done that, and we have been doing that. And we're going to continue to pray, as it says in James chapter 5, verse 16. It says, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So we either believe this or we don't. We have some challenges, we have some work to do. You better believe it. It has been that way since day one. It has been that way since day one. But we are going to have to passionately pray and trust. And we're going to have to do that together as well. The people that you affirmed this morning, uh, this, this leadership team, they're, they're amazing people. And I'm so thankful for all of them. I know that they are all prayer warriors and, and praying people. Please pray for them. I would ask you to do that as well. But as for phase two, because it's more than a building, I'm excited to see what God is going to do through this next phase. I'm very excited to see what, what's going to happen because... It is about more than a building. It's about the kingdom. And he didn't bring us this far just to stop now. I don't believe that for a second, church, that he, that, he, that he brought us this far just to stop. No way. No way. God has so much more to do. And I am passionately praying and trusting the Father to do what he has always done. And so I, I, I would ask that you would join, join me and join your church leaders in that. Because what he has always done is further his kingdom and move mountains where they need to be moved or guide us around them if that is his will. So my connection point for the morning as we start to wrap this up is this. It takes immeasurably more prayer to accomplish his purpose. It takes immeasurably more prayer to accomplish his purpose. And so we're gonna dedicate this week to prayer and to accomplishing His purpose, and we all need to do our part. And by that, I mean prayer. Because prayer is a significant part of this. It's an incredibly important part of this. Probably the most important part of this is prayer. This building, it is a result of prayer. The extension is gonna be a result of prayer when and if it happens. Significant prayer moments happened to get us to this place. I said at the beginning that significant, intentional, passionate prayer helped to bring us here and birth this church for a purpose. I'm gonna ask a couple of people to, to join me on stage to pray um, because we are gonna to pray together. And as they're coming up, um, and uh, and as Josh is actually, uh, Josh Wolf is, uh, is a deacon and he also runs our, uh, our elementary kids area. He's also bringing with him in the,
1: uh,
0: all the kids because I want this to be a, a, a church family prayer moment. And obviously, I hope you understand why we're not bringing in the preschool and nursery. Um, but this is about them as well, guys. It's not just about our students. It's about our kids. Our students now, yes, but our kids then, it's about them as well. And while they're, while they're all still coming in, I want to show you two significant prayer moments that, that have happened that we have pictures of. This is in May of 2019. This is a prayer moment at the storage building that the Wallace family so graciously let us use for free for a long time. And this was before we moved out of the previous building, before we started moving anything. We got together with all the youth and all that were there to help, and we prayed. And we had this significant prayer moment. And we asked God to bless and bring us here. And he did. And and he did some amazing things. But I want to go back two and a half years. Look at this video. And learn you can just let this loop. This is a video coming back from West Virginia on a missions trip in 2018. We had just purchased this property. We had just purchased this property and we... have And we stopped on our way back here to pray on the property where this building is gonna go. And this was the moment when I got to tell all the students that we're gonna be building a building that's gonna have a dedicated spot for them. And this was a huge, significant moment. And that was two and a half years ago and now here we are. Now here we are ready to start significant, intentional, passionate prayer. It began there. And that's what's going to carry us through. So we are going to pray. We are going to fast if you are able to. I would ask for you to do that as well this week. And we're going to ask God to reveal his plan. And so we're going to begin with a moment of prayer. And as we do, learn. you can go to the next slide for me. We're going to We're going to have a few people pray for us. This is Brian Snavely. He's a member of our spiritual leadership team. I'm going to ask him to pray, and I'm going to ask Josh, uh, who, uh, as as I mentioned a minute ago, runs our uh, our elementary kids uh, department with his wife, Samantha. I'm going to ask them to pray as we pray together as a church family. Will you stand with me as we pray together to begin this week of prayer and ask God to do something amazing?
1: Dear God, thank you so much for all the blessings that you have given not only my family, but my church family, God. You have been so amazing, God. The blessings that you have given us from moving to this amazing facility, God. And the future of what is to come is immeasurable, God. And I just pray right now, God, that through this coming week, this week of prayer, that you open our hearts, that we will take that time, set it aside in our day, and pray to you and ask you, what is our part? What is the part that we are to play? What should we do, God, to further your kingdom? Because we know What we're asking for is not just a building. What we're asking for is something that will further your kingdom, God. I just pray that you provide for us, not just monetarily, God, but you provide wisdom, the foresight, and the calm that we need to move forward, God. Please be with us. Look after us as you always have. And all these things I ask in your name. Amen.
2: Dear God, we just come to you today in prayer. We know that your word says that when two or more come to you, that you're present, Lord. We feel your presence here today with us, and we just come to you and humble ourselves. We ask prayer over this decision, Lord, that you just guide us, and give us wisdom we've come to you in prayer every step of the way from the decision to sell abt the decision to buy this property and move to this community lord we've given that to you through prayer every step of the way and we've asked for your guidance and we believe that you have led us here for a reason lord and that you have put us here to make a difference in this community for the members and for the community, and that you've done that for a reason, Lord. And as we take our steps forward, as we look to the future, we again come to you in prayer. We humble ourselves, and we just ask for your wisdom and guidance, Lord. As we lead ourselves into this week of prayer, we just ask for unity, Lord. Unity for our country, unity for our church. We ask that you help each individual come to you and just that you speak to them on an individual level, their personal relationship with you, and as a church body. And we ask for your wisdom and guidance that you will open doors and show us the way that you want us to proceed, Lord. We know that what we ask is nothing for you Lord you're all powerful and almighty and this ask of a construction of phase 2 building is nothing that you can't handle we believe that you've called us to proceed forward with this plan and we just ask that you show us that that is the way Lord and that you just affirm these decisions that are made we pray for the leadership. We pray for guidance and wisdom. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Heavenly Father, as we close out our service here
0: now, close out this time, Lord, we are, we're not closing out our time connecting to you. Father, you call us to pray continually, and so we are dedicating this week to seeking your face and asking you to do immeasurably more. Lord, I just want to just reiterate the things that the, both guys prayed, Lord, that, that you would just do something amazing this week in our hearts. But Lord, more than anything, I pray that we would grow closer to you. Father, I, wait, I pray that, that we would grow in a spirit of unity and that your Holy Spirit would make it so clear in each of our, our minds and our hearts what it is that you're calling us to do. God, give us focus. Give us clarity. Give us direction. Lord, as as it was said, open doors where we need them and close them if we shouldn't go through them. I pray that you would just move in a mighty and powerful way through each and every one of us this week. We thank you for what you've done, and we thank you for the promises of your word, Lord, and we are excited for what you're going to do, God, because it's more than a building. It's about people. It's about growing your kingdom, and that's the heartbeat of Connect Church. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, all God's people said,
1: amen.